Hello, fellow Corsair Hoops followers, viewers. We appreciate every follower, fan that follow us, man. Welcome again to the More Than a Game podcast. Of course, we talk basketball, all basketball. We love basketball here. And the NBA is full of drama. And without the NBA, I wouldn't be here today talking to you guys. So I'm thankful for some of the drama. And we're going to break some of these things down. We're going to talk about John Wall and the situation out there in D.C., um, we're going to talk about the Lakers and how they need to make moves right now. Um, we're going to talk about Boston. Uh, Boston Celtics is still the favorite to win the East. They have been struggling, but I still believe that Boston has a chance to get to where they got to go. Um, we're going to talk about our top five point guards currently in the NBA. Not your top five favorite, not the top five most popular, but the current top five point guards in the NBA. We are going to discuss that. And I'm also going to take some questions from my fans. Um, fans have sent in some great questions, some great topics, and we're going to attack those things. First thing first, um, give all glory to God. Thankful that we're here today. And let's go ahead and talk some basketball. John Wall, attitude. Let's be honest. Is John Wall attitude giving him a bad rep? Is John Wall attitude causing the turmoil in D.C.? Is John Wall attitude preventing him from being looked at as one of the prominent point guards in the NBA, and is it preventing him from reaching his highest ceiling? Now, personally, we don't know John Wall as a person, right? We don't know him like his cousins and some of his closest friends. We know him on a basketball court. And sometimes we, we, we judge so hard on a basketball court, not knowing that off-court um, situations can distract you from your performance on the court. John Wall has been through a lot of things growing up. He lost his father at a very young age, had to step in and be a man at a very young age, got in a lot of trouble, was on the course of, 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 of getting locked up. Of course, we know, you know, we call him, we call him gang-banging John Wall, so of course he's affiliated with whatever streets he got going on. That comes from the hood. That's not, don't take that too serious. When you grow up in the neighborhood, um, especially in, in certain areas, you, you get certain people to protect you and certain influences, and you become a part of the culture. It does not mean that's what you represent. You just become a part of the culture. John Wall is misunderstood. I believe John Wall is misunderstood. I believe that he's one of the top, one of the best point guards in the NBA, undoubtedly one of the best point guards in the NBA, and undoubtedly he can be played with. But his attitude, his, his personality rubs off his players the wrong way. And to be honest, John Wall doesn't need the right players around him. He needs the right coach. He needs the right mentor. He don't need the yes man around him. He needs a coach that's firm and that can look deep into this young man and say, okay, you have bigger issues than basketball. What can we do to solve this to make our team become better? I believe John Wall and Bradley Bell could work, but I, be, I believe that it's past that point. It's like a bad marriage. You try for it. It's been seven years. It's like a bad marriage. It doesn't work. It isn't working. Jordan won his championship in the seventh year. You know, LeBron James in his seventh year um, went to the finals. Stephen Curry in his seventh year won MVP. In year seven of a professional career, you're kind of like making that turn towards what you're, what you're going to be known for. And Bradley Bear doesn't want to be known for a player that doesn't make the playoffs, that doesn't win in the playoffs. Or want to be known as a player that doesn't have that doesn't have any statue. Bradley Bell is only a one-time NBA All-Star. One time. This is the top 25, top 30 player. 
he's a one-time NBA All-Star. That comes from the, the, the lack of, 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 of winning in D.C. It comes from the lack of, of understanding in D.C. It comes from the communication issues he has with John Wall. So I don't believe they can work out. I believe John Wall is the type of point guard where he's effective, but he's effective being ball dominant. You have some point guards who can play off ball, also play off ball, and John Wall hasn't showed the ability of playing off ball yet to maximize a player like Bradley Bell. You look at Damian Litter, who's, a, who's the shooting guard in the point guard body, but he can play off ball, which will allow CJ to do his thing. I think John Wall get caught up in wanting to make the assist and being a point guard that he has to create shots for everybody. He does not have to create shots for Bradley Bell. Bradley Bell can get off on his own. He does not need nobody else to help him get shots off. And I think that John Wall and Bradley Bell just don't mix like Dame and CJ because they can't play off ball. Um, but again, I believe John Wall just has to get his mind right, man. The right coaching system, the right mentors can really change this man and get his life back on pad because he have a heart of gold. He brought his team Rolexes. He's always giving. He's always doing things. He just needs the right situation, the right love around him, and John Wall could be a better player. Now, in year 2023, he get paid $46 million. That may seem like a lot, but it may be chump change coming around that time. We're not sure what coaches and what team is going to pick up on that contract and what coaching team want to pick up on the personality. I guess we have to sit around and see. Another topic we're going to talk about is how the Lakers can't afford to make a trade. Now, Magic Johnson has done a great job with the structure of the roster. Of course, LeBron James coming there. There's rumors out there that LeBron James is going to come to Lakers regardless. It's, it's more than basketball. Of course, he's pushing his agenda more than an athlete, opening schools, doing all these great things that, that LeBron James does, you know, all those good things. But in, in Los Angeles, in the Staples Center, in L.A., the home of Kobe and Shaq and Magic and all these greats, victories and championships is how you will be celebrated. I don't care if LeBron James scores 51 points in, in, in every game of the season this series, any other season. If he come over short in the playoffs, it don't matter. It does not matter for, uh, for, for Lakers fans. Lakers fans can care less about some damn wins and some damn points. They want banners. They want championships. And the Lakers need to make trades to make championships. Point blank period. They missed out on Jimmy Butler. Now, everybody's I, – I, I could admit, I was caught up on Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram is nice, I, but I think, he's, I think he's two, three years away from being nice. The Lakers only got LeBron James for four years. You need to build a team around him now. Lonzo Ball, two, three years later on nice. The guys that are the most tradable are Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram because they are years away from their development. Kyle Kuzma is going to develop faster. He's older. Josh Hart, he's older. Those guys are going to play. They are better basketball pro players right now than Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. Yes, I like Ingram upside. Yes, I believe Ingram can be um, an all-star playing with LeBron James. But also, we have LeBron James for four years. Do you really want to waste four of those years banking on your young core to develop? You already missed out on Jimmy Butler. Kawhi Little looked happy in Toronto. Anthony Davis at least two years away from coming. I, I seriously doubt Kevin Durant wants to play with LeBron James in L.A., he's already getting bashed for going to the Warriors. Can you imagine this, the, 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 the BS that, that, that KD would hear? The, the, the stuff that he would hear when he's, when, if, he's, if he went to 
The Lakers? It's not going to happen. Bradley Bill is available. You can't tell me that Washington is not willing to take Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram for Bradley Bell. And if you're the Lakers, if you're not willing to make that trade, you're not serious about winning right now. It can't be about winning right now. If you're not out there trying to get these kind of players, Jimmy Butler is in, is in Philadelphia for Robert Coverton and Darko Serkin. You cannot tell me that the upside from Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram is not worth more than that. We could have had Jimmy Butler for, for nickels compared to what he, they got out of him for the Sixers. The Lakers need to make a trade. The Lakers need to get on their phone calls need to be made because as, as they currently stand, yeah, they'd be fun to watch in the season, but come playoff time, it's a lot of teams that got matchup problems for Los Angeles Lakers. A lot of matchup problems with them. And, and specifically, it comes down to the point guard position, and it comes down to the bench productivity. Who else can score 30 points any given night besides LeBron James on Los Angeles Lakers? Nobody. Therefore, trades need to be made to get you somebody that can because we know LeBron James with somebody else that can score 30 points a game with them. Man, we are Kyrie Irving, we championship. They be the same three and nineteen. Give LeBron James something, he's gonna make it happen. Another thing we're gonna talk about today, man. A lot of things that are lingering around as far as the Eastern Conference. You have the Philadelphia 76ers, um, you have um, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, you have the Toronto Raptors, of course, who lead the conference. There's the Boston Celtics, who are getting a lot of you know, back and forth from this from their fan base. I've seen some things on Twitter, man. It's about some fire Brad Stevens. Are you serious? This man was snubbed from the coach of the year for Mike D'Antoni last year. Brad Stevens did what Mike D'Antoni could never do with that type of level of talent. The Boston Celtics are going to be all right. Can I tell you guys something? There's the difference between playoff teams and season teams. A big difference. You know the difference between playoff teams and season teams? Season teams that are fun to watch throughout the season, they bring excitement, they sell tickets, they make the playoffs, it's fun. You got playoff teams that find their identities during the season, not worried about winning that many games because they're comfortable enough to go into your home building, in your town, wherever you plan at, and get a W. The Boston Celtics are comfortable with playing anywhere. Home court advantage does not matter to the Boston Celtics, to be honest with you. I believe they were turning around. Kyrie Irving, out of all the teams in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, even though I love Kawhi Leonard, he still has to continue to do what he does, I trust Kyrie Irving in the playoffs more than, a, than more than any other player in the East, maybe besides Kawhi Leonard. I think the rotations fit them, fit them better. The game shrinks. The game gets smaller. Your rotations get smaller, so you know who you're playing. You know how many minutes you're getting out of these players. You're able to focus on a certain team instead of changing your game plan up game in and game out you're able to keep a focus on a certain team and the players that you're playing against and brad stevens is one hell of a coach he's one hell of a coach he's one hell of a coach and i believe that he will be able to develop a game plan that will make boston successful now do i have them coming out the east i had them coming out the east earlier this year and i still have them coming out the east um toronto is one of those season teams but it's a different team going on right now with Kawhi leonard we have yet to see. We have to find out, man. Come on. We have to find out. We have to see what Toronto's going to do. We have to see it. Like, I have to see it. I have to see what Philly's going to do. I have to see it. I have to see what Milwaukee's going to do. 
Boston showed me what they can do. Milwaukee ain't showed me what they can do yet. In the season, I can care less about it. I care less about it. They haven't shown me anything. The Raptors added Kawhi Leonard, different team, so I can't judge them solely based off anything. The Sixers? If Ben Simmons doesn't develop a, 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 some type of more aggressive, assertive, offensive game, the Sixers ain't doing too much either. Come playoff time, you double-team Joel Embiid. Jimmy Butler, who as great as he is on both sides of the court, he's going to give you 40 minutes playing both sides of the court. That's difficult, very difficult for the, that assignment for him to be able to be your score and your best defensive stopper, especially when you got to guard Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard. Good luck with that. I don't see that developing into that. We, 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 we have time to see. Hopefully it changes, but it is what it is right now. We'll see. Getting to some other things we're going to talk about. Top five current point guards in the NBA. Not your favorite point guards. Top five current point guards. Again, not your favorite point guards. Top five current point guards. Who's playing top five point guard basketball right now? No particular order. Dame. Dame Dollar. They lead, the, they lead the Western Conference. You know, they, they are the number one team in the West. Dame's putting up MVP-type numbers. He's there. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry lead the NBA in assists, playing the most pure point guard position right now, and the best, best, best passing year of his career by far. He's playing great basketball. Stephen Curry. Before Steph was injured, Steph was 50, 40, 90, and Steph was running with the MVP award. I'm not going to him missing three games is take him or race him off of that. Stephen Curry is still one of the top five point guards right now. Kyrie Irving. Boston started off slow. Kyrie Irving has struggles. Kyrie Irving's scoring has picked up. His offense has picked up. And he's, he's, he's back into merging into Uncle Drew mode. And last but definitely not least, Cardiac Kimball. You can't name me five point guards in the NBA better than Kimball Walker right now. You can't even name me 10 players better than Kimball Walker right now in the whole NBA. He's definitely an MVP candidate right now. And it ain't solely just based off the fact of his scoring. It's how he's scoring. It ain't just the productivity. It's how he's doing it. It's the effort behind it. This man's putting blood, sweat, and tears in Charlotte. And he's playing basketball at a high level right now, scoring the ball at a very efficient rate. Of course, we all know that he scored... Uh, average, has, has averaged 51 and a half points per game over the last two games. That's dominant. For a point guard that, at his size, Kim Walker is barely sniffing six feet, guys. Barely. I am very impressed with what Kim Walker is doing. I look forward to seeing him develop, and hopefully Jordan can get him somebody over there. If not, if he can't get nobody over there, it happens. Um, Kimba leaves and go to a team that can really appreciate the talents that he brings, man. Because it's very, I don't, I, I hate to see players get caught up in, 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 in playing their best lives, their best careers, and finishing their best moments, and they go unnoticed because they're playing for a team that don't get any TV time or barely sniffing the playoffs every year. Free Kimba, dog, straight up. Free Kimba, please, please, Jordan. If you ain't gonna bring him nobody. Or if nobody willing to come over there, free Kimba. Kimba, do not pick the bag over money. I mean, don't, don't pick the money, the bag over exposure and wins. You don't want to be a rich basketball player and not have nothing. Ask Carmelo Anthony.
Sad but true. Now, at this point right now, this at this part of the segment on the podcast, I like to I like to ask questions. I like to get questions from the from the um from my followers, from my fans. Like like I said, I love you guys so much. You guys are definitely a part of what we're trying to do. And we need that. We need that. I need you guys to continue to send us in and be supportive. Let me know what I need to change, what I need to do. So because of that, I'm gonna give you guys some shout outs and we're gonna go ahead and, and work on that. My homie at Mr. PX Led Nick. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. He asked me, will Jimmy Butler help the 76ers or no? Of course Jimmy's going to help the 76ers. Of course. Of course. They're going to get better. They are better. Are already better. And I believe they're going to be a very tough team to be out in the playoffs. But it doesn't come down to Jimmy Butler, my man. Jimmy Butler is not the answer. It's not the solely answer on whether the Philadelphia 76ers can advance. It goes on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has to find a way to increase his offense. It doesn't have to be shooting. It has to be more aggressive, which gives Jimmy Butler and Joy and B the space and opportunity to work as hard as they work and get to where they can go. If, if in a playoff, if he's not shooting the ball and your players in the paint, you know, sagging 10, 15 feet off of him because he's not shooting the ball, you can't get that entry pass to Joel Embiid. You can't space it for, for, for um, Jimmy Butler. become easier to guard people because you're playing four on five on defense. So until Ben Simmons gives me a little bit more offensively, Jimmy Butler will help the Sixers, but it's not championship help. It's not NBA Finals help. They can get there, but it's not based just on Jimmy Butler. It's all based on, not all based, but a, a majority of it is based on whether Ben Simmons can get better offensively. Um, we got a bunch of Heat fans. My homie at Pertinent. My also my guys up there, Hooper Bible. Shout out to Hooper Bible, man. They always showing love. And my homie at Oscar Blanco asked me, what are Miami Heat next moves? Should they trade or sink? Great question. Um, my guy um brung up some some Oscar Blanco broke brung up some uh some contracts. He said the Hassan Whiteside contract was bad. And he said the um he said the um, the Deion Waiters contract was bad, and he also was speaking about um, the Goran Dragic contract. Now these guys are full with contracts that kind of prevents the Miami Heat to make certain moves because who wants to pick up you know old ass Goran Dragic or who want Hassan Whiteside who's limited offensively to be able to do some things for him? It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. So I say going to sinking mode. There's a lot of talent. That's coming into the NBA. It's a lot of talent that's coming to the NBA. And those guys can be very effective. Getting the RJ, getting the Zion, getting the Cam, getting the Bobo. It's a lot that come into the NBA, and I believe that they can do it. So they should go ahead and sink forward. Should they go ahead and trade everybody? That's impossible to do. And the roster they have is too good to, to, to not be able to, to compete in the Eastern Conference. So they're going to be in the mix of the city. They're going to be a ninth or tenth seed. That does nothing for you. Being ninth or tenth does not make your team better. I'd rather be at the bottom of the, of the conference than be ninth or tenth. It doesn't, it doesn't make it effective for you. It doesn't do it at all. Um, another question that I had here from one of my um, one of our followers here on this segment here. Excuse me as I read this. My homie at, um, at Toby Marketing. He says, should the Cavs tank for Zion? Of course. What else they gonna do? 
what else are they going to do? You got J.R. Smith, who might be a laughing stock of the NBA when it comes to memes, saying that this team isn't ready to be serious as, as a winner. They, they, the whole direction is going. They don't want to win. They want to tank. It's obvious. It's definitely obvious if J.R. Smith is your second or third best player on your team that you are in position to tank, first and foremost. So why not go ahead and get Zion? City needs it. They already compare him to LeBron, even though he's far away from that. But that brings that commodity, that brings a new energy, that brings that new chosen one vibe that they got for LeBron James, that they didn't get with Kyrie Irving, definitely didn't get with Anthony Bennett. And, of course, Andrew Wiggins wasn't able to play in Cleveland before he was traded to Minnesota for Kevin Love. So if the Cavs become the worst team in the league, they get a Zion, um, that comes in that sell tickets, that bring back, that glare back into Cleveland sports. Don't know how, if they'll be able to maximize his talent. Don't know what's going on, of course, but the Cleveland Cavaliers definitely should be tanking for Zion. Another question we have here is from Ed. Another question that came here from um, my homie at Mecca Zara. I'm not sure if I got that right. Is Trey Young better than Lonzo Ball? Yes, he is. Undoubtedly, easily better than Lonzo Ball. He's just as good a passer, and we all know he's a way better shooter. Now, Lonzo Ball is in the bus, and I believe Lonzo Ball will be a great player in the NBA. All-star? No. Big baller brand? Uh-uh. I don't see none of that happening. I don't know about none of that. But I will say this. Trey Young has, has, has definitely mind-boggled me and, 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 and shown me some things that I did not think that he could do. And I believe that Lonzo Ball will get better once he get out of the scrutiny of playing the Los Angeles Lakers because he's going to be gone sooner or later. I believe that he could develop. But as of right now, yeah, Trey Young is better than Lonzo Ball. It's not even close. Um, one more question that we got here. It's my homie from um, Marco Durante. He asked me the thoughts on Memphis Grizzlies. Even though it's better rosters than the Memphis Grizzlies, how dangerous are the Memphis Grizzlies? Are they a playoff team or are they just for show right now? Early in the podcast, you heard me say playoff teams and season teams. The Memphis Grizzlies are a playoff team. That just happened to be playing well in the season. Do I expect them to continue to win and they doing in the season? No, I don't. I've seen this story before with the Grizz. But also, this is a different Mike Conley. I didn't see this type of Mike Conley in the previous years. To be honest with you, this year when I was debating with my guys, I didn't have Mike Conley in the top 50 because I think that all the previous seasons he didn't deserve to be there. But right now, Mike Conley is an all-star in the NBA. He's playing NBA All-Star Basketball in the Western Conference right now. So, yes, Mark, I do believe that. I do believe in Grizz Nation. I do believe they're going to grind it out. I do believe they're going to be a playoff team at worst. They could be an eighth seed at best. I see them finishing six. I can't tell you if they're going to have success in the playoffs, but it's not going to be a fun matchup to play against. Mark Saul, Jaron Jackson, Mike Connolly, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Sellinson. These guys are playing great basketball. Wayne Shelton, these guys are playing great basketball right now for the team. Well coached, well structured, and I can actually see this team doing something. But we have to see. That's the end of the episode of podcast number two 
Of course, guys, we're going to be bringing you visual, better audio, better quality, better things. Just be patient with us. Just want to give you guys the input, something different outside of what you're hearing on a consistent basis. But just know, greater things coming. We're going to do big things, man. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy your holidays. I will see you guys Friday. We will talk about all the action that take on for the next couple of days. Thanksgiving is about family and love. Love God. Love peace. Love your family. Um, don't be so mad about things you're going through. At the end of the day, it's, it's not going to matter. Trust me. You're going to get past it. You're going to look back years from now, months from now, laughing at what you're currently struggling through right now. So keep going. Of course, I hope it's more than a game. It's your boy, Corsair Ron. I'll holler at y'all. Peace.